Hi friends, I'm Annie F. Downs. Let's read the Gospels. The Gospels are the first four books of the New Testament and the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. These are the stories of Jesus Christ's life on earth, the friendships, the parables, the sacrifices, the meals, the miracles. Each month here on Let's Read the Gospels, we read all four books. Make sure you're subscribed, finish out the year with us, and get excited about 2024. What we usually do is we read three chapters a day. It takes about 20 minutes, but today I get to read four chapters to you. So you can listen or read along in your own Bible, and then I'll pray. And that is it. Today is December 9th, and I'll be reading Mark chapters 4 through 7. And this month I'm reading in the NASB. Mark 4. Again, he began to teach by the sea. And such a very large crowd gathered to him that he got into a boat on the sea and sat down. And the whole crowd was by the sea on the land. And he was teaching them many things in parables and was saying to them in his teaching, listen to this, behold, the sower went out to sow. As he was sowing, some seed fell beside the road and the birds came up and ate it up. Other seed fell on the rocky ground where it did not have much soil and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of soil. And when the sun had risen, it was scorched and because it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among the thorns and the thorns came up and choked it and it yielded no crop. Other seeds fell into the good soil, and as they grew up, it increased. They yielded a crop and produced 30, 60, and 100 times as much. And he was saying, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. As soon as he was alone, his followers, along with the 12 disciples, began asking him about the parables. And he was saying to them, to you has been given the mystery of the kingdom of God, but for those who are outside, everything comes in parables so that while seeing, they may see and not perceive, and while hearing, they may hear and not understand. Otherwise, they might return, and it would be forgiven them. And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. These are the ones who are beside the road where the word is sown. And when they hear, immediately Satan comes and takes away the word which has been sown in them. And in a similar way, these are the ones sown with seed on the rocky places, who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. And yet, they have no firm root in themselves, but are only temporary. Then, when affliction or persecution occurs because of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are the ones sown with seed among the thorns. These are the ones who have heard the word, but the worries of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things enter and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. And those are the ones sown with seed on the good soil, and they hear the word and accept it and bear fruit 30, 60, and 100 times as much. And he was saying to them, a lamp is not brought to be put under a basket or under a bed, is it? Is it not brought to be put on the lampstand? For nothing is hidden except to be revealed, nor has anything been secret, but that it would come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And he was saying to them, take care what you listen to. By your standard of measure, it will be measured to you, and more will be given you besides. For whoever has to him, more will be given. And whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. And he was saying, The kingdom of God is like a man who casts seed upon the soil, and he goes to bed at night and gets up daily, and the seed sprouts and grows, how he himself does not know. The soil produces crops by itself, first the stalk, then the head, then the mature grain in the head. Now when the crop permits, he immediately puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. And he was saying, how shall we picture the kingdom of God, or by what parable shall we present it? 
It is like a mustard seed, which when sown upon the soil, though it is the smallest of all the seeds that are upon the soil, yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and forms large branches with the result that the birds of the sky can nest under its shade. And with many such parables, he was speaking the word to them so far as they were able to understand it. And he did not speak to them without a parable, but he was explaining everything privately to his own disciples. On that day when evening came, he said to them, let's go over to the other side. After dismissing the crowd, they took him along with them in the boat, just as he was, and the other boats were with him. And a fierce gale of wind developed, and the waves were breaking over the boat so much that the boat was already filling with water. And yet Jesus himself was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, "'Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing?' And he got up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, hush, be still. And the wind died down and it became perfectly calm. And he said to them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? They became very much afraid and said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Mark 5. They came to the other side of the sea into the region of the Gerasenes. When he got out of the boat, immediately a man from the tombs with an unclean spirit met him. He lived among the tombs, and no one was able to bind him anymore, not even with a chain, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been torn apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces, and no one was strong enough to subdue him. Constantly, night and day, he was screaming among the tombs and in the mountains and cutting himself with stones. Seeing Jesus from a distance, he ran up and bowed down before him, and shouting with a loud voice, he said, "'What business do you have with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God, do not torment me.' For he had already been saying to him, "'Come out of the man, you unclean spirit.' And he was asking him, "'What is your name?' And he said to him, "'My name is Legion, for we are many.' And he begged him earnestly not to send them out of the region. Now there was a large herd of pigs feeding nearby on the mountain, And the demons begged him, saying, Send us into the pigs so that we may enter them. Jesus gave them permission, and coming out, the unclean spirits entered the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the sea, about 2,000 of them, and they were drowned in the sea. Their herdsmen ran away and reported it in the city and in the countryside, and the people came to see what it was that had happened. And then they came to Jesus and saw the man who had been demon-possessed sitting down, clothed and in his right mind, the very man who had previously had the legion, and they became frightened. Those who had seen it described to them how it had happened to the demon-possessed man and all about the pigs. And they began to beg him to leave their region. And as he was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed was begging him that he might accompany him. And he did not let him, but he said to him, Go home to your people and report to them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he had mercy on you. And he went away and began to proclaim in Decapolis what great things Jesus had done for him, and everyone was amazed. When Jesus had crossed over again in the boat to the other side, a large crowd gathered around him, and he stayed by the seashore. And one of the synagogue officials named Jairus came, and upon seeing him, fell at his feet and pleaded with him earnestly, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Please come and lay your hands on her so that she will get well and live. And he went off with him, and a large crowd was following him and pressing in on him. A woman who had had a hemorrhage for 12 years and had endured much at the hands of many physicians, and had spent all that she had and was not helped at all, but instead had become worse. 
After hearing about Jesus, she came up in the crowd behind him and touched his cloak. For she had been saying to herself, if I just touch his garments, I will get well. And immediately the flow of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And immediately Jesus, perceiving in himself that power from him had gone out, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, you see the crowd pressing in on you and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see the woman who had done this. But the woman, fearing and trembling, aware of what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be cured of your disease. While he was still speaking, people came from the house of the synagogue official saying, your daughter has died. Why bother the teacher further? But Jesus, overhearing what was being spoken, said to the synagogue official, do not be afraid, only believe. And he allowed no one to accompany him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. They came to the house of the synagogue official, and he saw a commotion and people loudly weeping and wailing. And after entering, he said to them, Why are you making a commotion and weeping? The child has not died, but is asleep. And they began laughing at him. But putting them all outside, he took along the child's father and mother and his own companions and entered the room where the child was in bed. And taking the child by the hand, he said to her, Talitha kum, which translated means little girl, I say to you, get up. And immediately the girl got up and began to walk, for she was 12 years old. And immediately they were completely astonished. And he gave them strict orders that no one was to know about this. And he told them to have something given her to eat. Mark 6. Jesus went out from there and came into his hometown, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and the many listeners were astonished, saying, Where did this man learn these things? And what is this wisdom that has been given to him, and such miracles as these performed by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And are his sisters not here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not dishonored except in his hometown and among his own relatives and in his own household. And he could not do any miracle there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. And he was going around the villages teaching. And he summoned the twelve and began to send them out in pairs and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. And he instructed them that they were to take nothing for their journey except a mere staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belt, but to wear sandals. And he added, do not wear two tunics. And he said to them, wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave town. Any place that does not receive you or listen to you as you go out from there, shake the dust off the soles of your feet as a testimony against them. And they went out and preached that people are to repent. And they were casting out many demons and were anointing with oil many sick people and healing them. And King Herod heard about it, for his name had become well known. And people were saying, John the Baptist has risen from the dead, and that is why these miraculous powers are at work in him. But others were saying, he is Elijah. And others were saying, he is a prophet like one of the prophets of old. But when Herod heard about it, he kept saying, John, whom I beheaded, has risen. For Herod himself had sent men and had John arrested and bound in prison on account of Herodias, the wife of his brother Philip, because he had married her. For John had been saying to Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. 
And Herodias held a grudge against him and wanted to put him to death and could not do so. For Herod was afraid of John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man, and he had been protecting him. And when he heard him, he was very perplexed, and yet he used to enjoy listening to him. An opportune day came when Herod, on his birthday, held a banquet for his nobles and military commanders and the leading people of Galilee. And when the daughter of Herodias herself came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his dinner guests. And the king said to the girl, ask me for whatever you want, and I will give it to you. And he swore to her, whatever you ask of me, I will give it to you, up to half of my kingdom. And she went out and said to her mother, what shall I ask for? And she said, the head of John the Baptist. Immediately she came in a hurry to the king and asked, saying, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. And although the king was very sorry because of his oaths and his dinner guests, he was unwilling to refuse her. Immediately the king sent an executioner and commanded him to bring back his head. And he went and beheaded him in the prison and brought his head on a platter and gave it to the girl. And the girl gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard about this, they came and carried away his body and laid it in a tomb. The apostles gathered together with Jesus, and they reported to him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, Come away by yourselves to a secluded place and rest a little while. For there were many people coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. And they went away in the boat to a secluded place by themselves. The people saw them going, and many recognized them and ran there together on foot from all the cities and got there ahead of them. When Jesus went ashore, he saw a large crowd, and he felt compassion for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. And when it was already late, his disciples came up to him and said, This place is secluded, and it is already late. Send them away so that they may go into the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered them, You give them something to eat. And they said to him, Shall we go and spend 200 denarii on bread and give it to them to eat? But he said to them, how many loaves do you have? Go look. And when they found out, they said five and two fish. And he ordered them all to recline by groups on the green grass. They reclined in groups of hundreds and fifties. And he took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up toward heaven, he blessed the food and broke the loaves. And he gave them to the disciples again and again to set before them. And he divided the two fish among them all. And they all ate and were satisfied, and they picked up twelve full baskets of the broken pieces of bread and of the fish. There were five thousand men who ate the loaves. And immediately Jesus had his disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he himself dismissed the crowd. And after saying goodbye to them, he left for the mountain to pray. When it was evening, the boat was in the middle of the sea, and he was alone on the land. Seeing them straining at the oars, for the wind was against them, at about the fourth watch of the night he came to them walking on the sea, and he intended to pass by them. But when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost, and they cried out, for they all saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke with them and said to them, Take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Then he got into the boat with them, and the wind stopped, and they were utterly astonished, for they had not gained any insight from the incident of the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. When they had crossed over, they came to the land of Gennesaret and moored at the shore. And when they got out of the boat, immediately the people recognized him and ran about their entire country and began carrying here and there on their pallets those who were sick to wherever they heard he was. 
And wherever he entered villages or cities or a countryside, they were laying the sick in the marketplaces and imploring him that they might just touch the fringe of his cloak, and all who touched it were being healed. Mark 7. The Pharisees and some of the scribes gathered to him after they came from Jerusalem and saw that some of his disciples were eating their bread with unholy hands, that is, unwashed. For the Pharisees and all the other Jews do not eat unless they carefully wash their hands, thereby holding firmly to the tradition of the elders. And when they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they completely cleanse themselves. And there are many other things which they have received as traditions to firmly hold, such as the washing of cups, pitchers, and copper pots. And the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not walk in accordance with the tradition of the elders, but eat their bread with unholy hands? But he said to them, Rightly did Isaiah prophesy about you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far away from me. And in vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Neglecting the commandments of God, you hold to the tradition of men. He was also saying to them, You are experts at setting aside the commandment of God in order to keep your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and the one who speaks evil of father or mother is certainly to be put to death. But you say, if a person says to his father or his mother, Whatever I have that would help you is Corbin, that is, given to God, you no longer allow him to do anything for his father or his mother, thereby invalidating the word of God by your tradition which you have handed down, and you do many things such as that. After he called the crowd to him again, he began saying to them, Listen to me, all of you, and understand, there is nothing outside the person which can defile him if it goes into him, but the things which come out of the person are what defile the person. And when he later entered a house away from the crowd, his disciples asked him about the parable. And he said to them, Are you so lacking in understanding as well? Do you not understand that whatever goes into the person from outside cannot defile him because it does not go into his heart, but into his stomach and is eliminated? Thereby he declared all foods clean. And he was saying, that which comes out of the person, that is what defiles the person. For from within, out of the hearts of people come the evil thoughts, acts of sexual immorality, thefts, murders, acts of adultery. Deeds of greed, wickedness, deceit, indecent behavior, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the person. Now Jesus got up and went from there to the region of Tyre. And when he had entered a house, he wanted no one to know about it, and yet he could not escape notice. But after hearing about him, a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately came and fell at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile of Syrophoenician descent, and she repeatedly asked him to cast the demon out of her daughter. And he was saying to her, Let the children be satisfied first, for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she answered and said to him, Yes, Lord, but even the dogs under the table feed on the children's crumbs. And he said to her, Because of this answer, go, the demon has gone out of your daughter." And after going back to her home, she found the child lying on the bed and the demon gone. Again, he left the region of Tyre and came through Sidon to the Sea of Galilee, within the region of Decapolis. And they brought to him one who was deaf and had difficulty speaking, and they begged him to lay his hands on him. And Jesus took him aside from the crowd by himself and put his fingers in his ears. And after spitting, he touched his tongue with the saliva and looking up to heaven with a deep sigh, he said to him, Ephaphatha. That is, be opened. 
and his ears were opened, and the impediment of his tongue was removed, and he began speaking plainly. And he gave them orders not to tell anyone, but the more he ordered them, the more widely they continued to proclaim it. And they were utterly astonished, saying, He has done all things well. He makes even those who are deaf hear, and those who are unable to talk speak. That is Mark chapters 4 through 7 in the NASB. Let's pray together. Jesus, I thank you that um, you make people who are unable to hear, hear, and people who are unable to talk, speak, that you do all things well. So would you do that for us today? In any way that we are not hearing what's going on around us, would you open our ears? In any way that we are not seeing, would you open our eyes, whether it's physically or even in our own emotions or spirit where we're not paying attention, would you open our eyes, open our ears and open our eyes today? And we thank you that you are true, you are our God, and you do all things well. We love you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.